This is the Authority Partners Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Authority Partners Podcast. My name is Amila Lagumdia, and today we'll explore the under-the-hood automation of quality compliance. I've invited Anessa Budimkovac, Director of Operations and a Quality Manager, and Riyad Smailovic, our Infrastructure Engineer. Anessa and Riyad, welcome. How did this topic come about? Hi, Amila. First of all, thank you for this introduction. Uh, let me give a just brief explain about me. I'm Anessa Budinkovac, working as Director of Operation at Torti Partners and as well as Quality Manager. Uh, my primary focus is development and automation of processes and policies that are playing a pivotal role in the company growth. Actually, today we are here to explain how we were working on very interesting initiative for a couple of months, and we would like to share with you our knowledge and expertise regarding regarding the audit process automation. Now I'll call my colleague Ria to introduce himself. Hi, everybody. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Uh, my name is Ria Smailovic, and I'm working as Senior Lead Infrastructure Engineer in Authority Partners. My passion is to bring always something new to our company and, of course, save money on everything we can do that. Excellent. So we can start off with ISO certifications. How did the methods, policies, and processes that were already established at Authority Partners contribute to these ISO certifications? Um, namely, we're talking about ISO 9001, Standard for Quality Management System, and ISO 27001, Standard for Information Security Management. So at the beginning, in authority partners, we had a variety of policies and procedures for different processes um, that were not actually consolidated in one framework. And then due to the fast expansion and growth, we were considering to have a one system or standard with the aim to integrate all of these parts actually into the one. So uh, we decided to then implement and certify authority partners at 2014 for ISO 9001 uh, quality management system and a year later for ISO 27001 information security uh, management. So that is how we begin. Uh, great. And what are the benefits of having these ISO certifications? Uh, well, ISO 9001-2015 is the certification for quality management system, which really ensures consistent products or services quality and customer satisfaction, actually fostering internal process more efficiency. Uh, simultaneously, ISO 27001-2030 certification for information security management system, which uh, demonstrates a committed to safeguarding sensitive information, managing risk and ensuring compliance with regulation, enhancing trust, and protecting against any security threats. And can you elaborate on uh, benefits of internal audits in the context of ISO certification? Uh, I suppose they hold us dedicated and accountable for continual process improvements, correct? Yes, that's correct, Amila. Actually, internal audits are the part that we didn't have, and this is something that we start to develop and uh, start doing it uh, continuously when we um, certified us as the first ISO 9001 and later on for 27001. There are a lot of benefits uh, having internal audits. For the first year, we were like just discovering how to do it, and then there are a couple of things that I would like to mention why it's really uh, 
benefits having internal audits? First of all, internal audits play a crucial role in implementation maintenance of both of the standards. So you cannot proceed um, external audits if you are not compliant with internal audits. Um, second, they serve as proactive tool to maintain compliance, improve processes, and achieve quality and security objectives. Uh, third things, it's good to have audits because they evaluate our internal processes, documentation, policies, and then quality management uh, practices and are performed to access the organization information security controls. Actually, by identifying any records, which we call non-conformities, are and areas for improvements, we enhance our quality management process, customer satisfaction, and overall efficiency. Perfect. As somebody coming from client engagement department, safeguarding quality always leads to client satisfaction. So that's something great to hear. Uh, now, going back to basics, uh, what does CAPA stand for and how does it contribute to the improvement uh, within the organizations? So the CAPA term is something that is uh, really like first time we start to use when we start to implement ISO standards. So it stands for corrective and preventive action. So uh, basically CAPA uh, is systematic approach uh, used by any organization to identify, investigate and address problems or non-conformities non in processes, product or services. Actually, the CAPA process helps organizations to learn from past experience which is really important then second improve their processes and ensure the consistent delivery of high quality product or services actually uh, when we started uh, you know the doing kappa plans and everything we uh, were facing how to do everything so we were going deep into it and then uh, there are five steps that kappa uh, process consists of first one is detection so this is the first step where you identify the incident or problem uh, second one is the investigation so in that part of the process we are trying to determine and analyze the root cause of the incident, which is really the very important part of the whole process, because um, sometimes investigation can last more than 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 audit, because we are really trying to find what is the root cause of our incident or the issue that we discover in our process. Third step is correction. So we are trying to do appropriate corrective and preventive actions, and then trying to implement them in a you know, time frame that can last from uh, one day to the three months, you know, month or, or even half year. Fourth step is the review. So in the review, we are trying to find really the effectiveness of the corrective and preventive actions that we took in the meantime, and then we are reviewing and evaluating whether that corrective and the preventive actions really was given some results to us in terms of the positive impact, or we need to do additional things in order to, to overcome our incident or problem. Uh, and then we are moving to do our last step, which is called documentation reporting. Uh, in this phase, we are trying to really resolve and document actually or make report for our CAPA or, or our corrective or preventive action. So why we are doing this, it's really important 
to share the knowledge and then to have this knowledge base on one place so that the tomorrow, you know, the another program or team can reuse the same steps in terms of how we resolve or overcome the incident or problem. Uh, great objectives, but uh, why is it important to implement an effective CAPA system? How does that uh, actually contribute to correcting and preventing issues in the future? Uh, implementing an effective CAPA system is really crucial for um, authority partners and any other company. Uh, first of all, for continuous improvements. It also also gives us, you know, um, uh, to ensure that we are uh, with our quality, you know, on the on the level that we are really requesting and want to be. And then also we are trying to be uh, compliance uh, with our processes or with uh, any other rules regulation. And at the end, it's really uh, show us a great or higher customer satisfaction within our organization. Uh, actually, we use a CAPA a report that brings together information from different team and programs. And these reports really act um, like detailed guides showing the root cause behind any issues found during audits and the steps we take to fix and prevent them in the future. And what about the past? Um, so can you take us back to the manual and paper-based audits that were conducted between uh, 2014 and 2016? And what exactly prompted the decision to transition to Microsoft Excel in 2016? Wow. <laughs> when we started actually 2014, between 2014 and 16, uh, our audits were manually conducted and they were paper-based. So in, in 2016, you know, we were thinking how, what to do, uh, whether to, how to automate something. Then we were transitioning to using Microsoft Excel for data analysis and documenting audit findings. But later on, we found out that it's also not sufficient for our needs. So we started to adopt SurveyMonkey as a tool for conducting audits. And then we were um, doing employing some predefined forms and questions to streamline the audit process. But year by year, uh, we continue to using Microsoft Excel and storing audit fi uh, findings, but we also were trying to seek something much better than Microsoft Excel because we were, you know, having pros and cons of using Microsoft Excel. And especially that we were um, having a lot of users using the, the one file, we were facing some challenges. So we were exploring various options and ideas for more effective solutions or the tools in the future. And then I believe there was a long stream of considerations and many meetings to choose the QMS software uh, that best suits uh, our company. Uh, so can you tell me how you came about the decision to start thinking about creating an internal solution? Well, yes, um, as I mentioned just in previous um, my answer, we were seeking continuously improvements in our process and then we were exploring various options and ideas that will suit our company, but we face various challenges in the research phase. Um, the biggest challenge was the price, which is quite large when we consider our requirements because we need to automate our processes. We wanted to have the ability um, to customize according to our needs, to have full control and monitoring of the process, and in the end, end, to be able to connect to our existing system to use existing database. 
but it it was always incompletely automized or inability to independently customize our idea, which required the purchase of additional license. Um, after that, the price went higher and moved us away from such a decision. Then in conversation with our infrastructure team, we came up with the idea to develop our internal solution with existing Microsoft tools that the company had and that my colleague Riyad would like to explain which Microsoft tools we used. So Riyad, floor is yours. Yes, Riyad, now let's talk tools. This is your area of expertise. So which tools have you used in this automation process? Thank you, Anessa and Amil, of course. Uh, after Anessa explained all needs and challenges, they come after several meetings. They talk with InfraTeam, best team in our company, of course. And <laughs> as company that use Microsoft Office 365 last decade, uh, we have decided to use existing license to create an internal audit solution that meet highest standard required by ISO certification. What we, what we mean by that? Uh, several years before, we come uh, on to create uh, different uh, request forms to automate our process, different processes in our company. And because of that, after we talk with Anessa, we get idea to use SharePoint and different tools to implement uh, internal audit system. Uh, I will explain just a little bit about these tools. SharePoint Online we use as data store for items. Actually, everything what we need to record, everything what we need for history versions, we, we can use on SharePoint list. Also, we use Power Apps to create applications with modern user interface. And most important, we, we are able to connect our Central Database Authority Partners APMS, where we have all profile information about our consultants and all relevant information about our programs on which company is engaged. Power Automate has enabled to fully automate the process, which is something mandatory in this whole story. And of course, Power BI to have detailed real-time reports that management gives inside complete internal audit process. That is short story about these tools. Okay, short story, but why do you think these are the best solutions for a project like this? And do you think they'll be sufficient for the future use? Sure, sure. We decided to use this Microsoft product because for, at, the, at the first place, it's without ad additional cost. It's free for us. We also have experience with these tools and we can make changes whenever we want. And that's the most important for our management because they send requirement every day. And do you think these selected tools will be enough to build uh, what we asked to get uh, as the final product? Yes, and more than, than enough, because we can build a product that matches a leading QMS software on the market. We already investigate that. Perfect. Uh, now, talking from the uh, user standpoint, can you describe what uh, all of this looks like uh, to the end user in terms of accessing forms, filling them out, and uh, getting notifications? Yes, you can always read our policy on policy <laughs> portal, but I will explain you in short terms. Uh, of course, on the company portal we already have, we have created a landing page where auditors or our consultants can find all available internal audit forms. After you choose that one internal audit form, it is necessary to fill out that form with accurate information and provide answers to questions relevant to the audit 
being done. We managed to make every question that is sometimes or never to tick the required fields where it is mandatory to type a comment, and only this question will be subject to the creation of Kappa items that is required in the future for the process. When filling out the form, notifications with created Kappa items are sent to relevant persons who have direct access via link from the email or the Kappa items on, on the which they should work. And then is it possible to make changes to Kappa items once they're created? Oh, that's a good question. But to get generated, Kappa items has several fields that cannot be modified because we have reduced the possibility of human errors because we already find that in our practice. And selecting that status can be new, blocked, in progress, and done starts a very complex workflow that automates the further process. And then after submitting the form, how long do I need to wait until I receive a notification with the Kappa item? Oh, that depends on how many questions are answered, sometimes or never. In several, in some forms, we have over 50, 55 questions, but around two minutes is the maximum time for receiving an email with Kappa items. Okay, and is there a way, way for me to uh, create a reminder, for example, uh, if I didn't do something on time because all items must be completed at a certain time, correct? Correct. Don't worry, we will spam your inbox. But <laughs> not only we are thinking about that, also we have created an automatic process to send reminders to the person who has not finished all required tasks seven days before the deadline specified in the Kappa item. Thank you, Riyad. Going back to Anessa. Uh, Anessa, what role does the integration of real-time Power BI reports play in enhancing a weekly program and team-level improvements uh, by identifying of trends when tracking corrective and preventive actions during uh, audits, internal or external? Uh, well, as Riyad already explained, um, when we start actually to to build, it was one um, just one idea to automate the whole process, you know, in in one form. But when you when you show that to management and other people, they increase for appetite and wants more and more. So power. BI actually is something that they were looking into it in terms of um, how to see everything on one page showing me something, you know, in terms of the trends. So uh, utilization of customized and real-time Power BI reports in tracking corrective and preventive actions significantly contributes to weekly program and team level improvements. How? Actually, um, these reports offer really um, insight into trends specific to each program and team that we are auditing and then um then we are having um, on these power bi retorts a lot of analysis uh where where we can see really what are the root codes and then also um we are through these root codes trying to improve continuously you know enhancement on team and program level so each program or team can go into it and especially their uh, program or team leadership 
can go and have a bunch of things that they can see and uh, can track the trends, whether they are improving or, you know, not improving in terms of the their internal process on program and team level. So the Power BI really helps at the end user, the end user in terms of the management to show how we are progressing in terms of uh, improvements in our internal audits and not just internal audits, improvements in our overall process that we are currently auditing in authority departments. So um, that that is something that is like um, the things at the end uh, showing everything on one page, the whole process that we automated. Excellent. Anessa, Riyad, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you for debunking the details on our automated audits. Uh, as somebody coming from client engagement um, department, uh, quality always leads to client satisfaction. So your uh, work and expertise is very much appreciated and part of our joint success. Um, now, if you don't mind, I have some reminders for unfinished couple items that I need to get back to. <laughs> Thank you very much for being the guests. Thank, Thank you, Mila. Thank you for listening to Authority Partners podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.